Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. All right, 540 here. We'll run into the top of the hour. Carol White is on a hold here. We've got d Dad Muska as well. We've got to get to the next uh, 20 minutes and inform you. Six o'clock hour full of news. We'll lead up with some Kamala Harris, the Russiagate, Spygate, all that kind of stuff we'll talk about as well. A little sports news. And then headlong into an additional four hours, which includes your Q&A and uh, all your comments uh, after the debate. The latest morning consult uh, coming out actually on that debate, and I just want to share this with you. By the way, uh, Leland Taylor, Taylor has resurfaced. I got a, an email from him at 5.09, Dad, so he is alive and well. Was, uh, is he out of custody? or I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Uh, tonight, uh, by the way, the debate will start at 7. The question from Morning Consult. More voters expect Kamala Harris to win the vice presidential debate. <laughs> let me tell you something Before about it. Before it even happened. Uh, let, let, let me tell you something. Like This is complete and total steering, just like I said yesterday. And it's not going to stop. It isn't going anywhere soon. And I put up there, do you know what Mike Pence's previous occupation was? Talk show host. Before he was governor, before he was doing anything, Mike Pence was a talk show host on WR. I was at WRTV, I think, I want to yeah. say. Indianapolis? Uh, yeah, Indianapolis. Uh, in there. I'm looking forward to tonight's debate because I think it'll get completely and totally annihilated. Kamala does not stand a chance tonight, and she scrambles often and depends upon her good looks, and she does a lot of uh, what's called verbal spacing. Mm-hmm. does a lot of handles, yep. a lot of handles. She doesn't race through information because she doesn't have enough information to go on. So look forward to the slaughter that will be tonight. Mike Pence in a runaway, especially based upon the uh, last feelings uh, that are coming out. And uh, we do have one caller on hold. Very quickly, caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Uh, yes, uh, must need for everybody if they can get a hold of it by McMillan. Published 1894, Sources of the Constitution of the United States Considered in Relation to the Colonial and English History by C. Ellis Stevens. All right. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate uh, you checking in here this afternoon, as always. I uh, enjoy learning uh, from him. Let's jump right headlong into the New Mexico Restaurant Association. Kara White uh, joins us live, and she's been battling uh, for six hard months and then some, 180 days plus, and uh, those businesses, 3,500 restaurants who are part of the New Mexico Restaurant Association have been right there every step of the way. New Mexico Restaurant Association President Kara White, good afternoon. How are you? I'm fine. How are you, Eddie? Good. Hanging in there. You okay? Yeah, just trying to figure out how to get restaurants open with a little more capacity. Yeah, I know it's tough. We were uh, trailing the entire country. Uh, some sobering restaurant statistics you shared with me and you shared with all of your members, and now we're going to share them with everybody here uh, in the Kiva. Sort of as a backdrop uh, to this, uh, we do have a little bit of information uh, prepared, but uh, we're seeing employer demand for workers continuing to weaken as the pandemic passes its six-month mark. That, this morning in the Wall Street Journal, according to an economist at Glassdoor, until the public health crisis is resolved, we can't expect complete economic recovery. I would say it would be the exact same thing for the restaurants. When it comes to the airline stocks, there's going to be a little bit of Trump aid because he's giving $25 billion, but uh, here in the state of New Mexico, we're not going to see a whole lot of that uh, Trump aid because we are a bluer-than-blue state, and uh, that stimulus has uh, been set aside be- until after the election. And uh, now, uh, to add insult to injury, uh, and thank God, I, I do want to ask you one thing. This, it, would this not have been the greatest uh, balloon fiesta week of all time, Carol White? Look at these temperatures. Look at this unbelievable right. weather. No wind, 
Uh, eighty plus degree temperature. This is a, this is a shame. It's just awful, and I, you know, uh, I can't even think about it. A hundred and eighty-six million dollars that flows through Albuquerque um, is just gone, and restaurants. You know, I mean, there's a lot of industries that that benefit from that money, but restaurants in particular benefit from that, and and we don't have that. And of course, like you said, you know. Restaurants in New Mexico are shut down to 25%. Every other state in the nation is open at a greater percent except for New Jersey. And uh, interestingly enough, uh, we know something about Phil Murphy. He is the president of the Democratic Governors Association, the vice president of the Democratic Governors Association, and is none other than our very own fourth floor um, behemoth of a governor. That's me, Carol. Not you. Sorry, I just can't. I can't contain yeah. myself. Uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham. So uh, they're running one two and uh, beating up on their local populations one two. But in addition to 186 million dollars that we're missing here in the state of New Mexico, we're missing missing an additional 574 million dollars is uh, what you've accounted for in a newsletter that went out to all of your membership. Well, and that comes from the Economic Development Department, and that is. Uh, Restaurants and accommodations, which would mean hotels as well. And that's just through uh, July, uh, excuse me, June 30th. So $574 million that were down, which is about 31% down from last year. These restaurants are now going in, and I, ne- I know next week, I haven't looked at the weather forecast uh, just yet, and I wouldn't, we'll ask Rudy in the next break uh, after the top of the hour, but. Uh, we're still dining outside with the 25% restriction, and uh, we had some very, very heavy winds the last week of, of September, uh, 70 mi- 60, 70 mile an hour winds. Uh, I know that that was out there, and we had a kind of a frosty first week, uh, a September snow, which we've never seen before, uh, at least uh, from I can remember my 45 years. But, uh, you know, these New Mexico restaurants are trying to figure out a way to brace for colder weather without any augmentation or modification and possibly a, ver- a second shutdown uh, coming from Michelle Lujan Grisham. You know, I, I'm not expecting a, next, a, a second shutdown. I, you know, the numbers just aren't there um, for restaurants being a problem, so I don't think we'll get shut down again. Okay. Um, but I, I, do, I do say that, you know, we, it, with winter coming, we've got to get that higher capacity. And here's the thing, Eddie, is that people don't have to go to restaurants. And people with, you know, underlying conditions certainly should not maybe dine inside. But we've got a lot of um, choices right now. You can take out. You can get delivery. You can sit inside. You can sit outside. There's a lot of choices. And I say, you know, go out to restaurants, however, whatever your risk factor is, each person should be figuring that out and then going out to restaurants as it as it behooves them. Um, has there been any more, I don't know, reactionary or punitive, aggressive moves like we saw March, April, in May um, from Michelle Lujan Grisham against particular restaurants? You don't have to name them explicitly, but have we seen those who haven't been complying or choose to sort of like skirt the rules? And I know that you're not advocating for that, but have we seen more punitive measures taken by the the governor? Um, you know, not since people openly defied her. I'm I'm not seeing it as. And as a matter of fact, there are some restaurants that are blatantly, um, and I don't want to say defying because they're not 
open to any more capacity, but they are defying some of the governor's rules, and we don't need that. We need everybody to be paying attention to the COVID safe practices and doing the right things because that will give her a reason to shut us down again. And so everybody has to do the, you know, has to do what she's telling us to do or it's going to give her a reason to shut us down. And that's just not fair. How about the contact tracing, your feedback from your restaurants who are forcing their patrons due through the edicts of the governess to make sure that they retain phone numbers, cell phones, addresses, whatever contact information. Uh, what have you heard back from these restaurants uh, through this uh, last four months when it's been in place? You know, I that is one practice that I don't see many restaurants doing, and, and it's just because people refused from the very beginning. And so, you know, they're giving people the ability to leave their information, but they're not insisting. And really that is what the, uh, the COVID safe practice says about contact tracing in restaurants that, you know, you, you don't have to get their information against their will, but if they're willing, you should have some place to, to capture that information. Is there a national association of uh, restaurants similar to your New Mexico one that you can coordinate and kind of get a feel for uh, how well New Mexico is performing uh, in spite of itself uh, against other states? Do we know immeasurably how much better or worse we're doing than other places? Yes. Well, I, I'm in contact with um, the other state restaurant associations through the National Restaurant Association. Um, and we, we have a call at least once a month, if not more. Um, and New Mexico is, is doing worse than almost every other state and not COVID wise necessarily. I mean, we're keeping our COVID numbers down. You wouldn't know that from the dating criteria, but our COVID numbers are, are really very good here. Um, but we're not opening our economy either. And so every other economy is doing much better than New Mexico. New Mexico is. Um, we're going to suffer a lot longer. And, of course, our unemployment rate is, I think, fifth highest in the nation. You know, it's, it, and it's, it's because, <laughs> you know, it's because we're not open. It, I mean, it's, just, it's obvious. There's a lot of uh, issues uh, that are here, but unfortunately it looks like they're not being solved. Uh, very quickly, just drill down on the numbers. Uh, give me your 20-second elevator speech on how many restaurants you represent, what they do, and uh, how many members, uh, individual members you have as part of the New Mexico Restaurant Association. So uh, I represent all restaurants in the state, which is 3,500. I have, uh, of those, 1,300 are our member members. And um, one thing I do want to tell you is we just did a survey recently, and 30% of the restaurants told us that they would be closing permanently within the next three months, and another uh, 30% on top of that said that they would close within three to six months. So two-thirds of the total, two-thirds of the restaurants could close down ostensibly by April 1st of next year? Absolutely, and and that's without any federal relief, So, and we're not seeing any federal relief right now, and of course, the state doesn't really have a way to get uh, money to businesses um and so it's it, we're we're relying on the federal relief which does not seem to be forthcoming we received uh, 35 million in fact the state of new mexico borrowed a 35 million dollars just to pay 
the additional monies. Uh, didn't plan for the rainy day, and of course, uh, uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham has continued to beat her chest and uh, really let Donald Trump know where she stands and continue to blame that. I'm not going to politicize this because uh, uh, because you have many members who wouldn't want you to do that, and uh, that's not where we're interested. But we are interested in seeing whether or not you, as being the representative of 3,500 restaurants here in the state of New Mexico, have any actual dialogue. That's a lot of business, a lot of economy. And uh, have you talked to Michelle Lujan Grisham during, it, uh, during any time of this pandemic? Early on, uh, she came on a Zoom meeting that we had with members, and, and we had about 5,000 people on that call. Um, and that was when we were, we were hoping she would tell us that she was going to open us up. And, of course, she never did say that. But, um, yeah, early on we had some conversation, and then since then we just have not had any. Um, so we're, we're looking forward to um, the governor, you know, giving us some kind of hope um, going into oh. the winter months, you know, fingers crossed, everybody. <laughs> and it's just when you say that, we're, we're hoping that the governor is going to give us some sort of hope. And, and we've seen nothing but despair, destruction, and the demise of uh, the state of New Mexico coming directly from her. And I have to tell you that there is no hope uh, being offered unless she is uh, completely vindicated during this election. And I uh, do understand uh, where you are and thinking that there's not going to be a second uh, shutdown. But some of the information that we're seeing is certainly pointing in that direction. So this is a tough time. Uh, We'll say prayers uh, right now because it seems that's all we've had. Now, from the legal standpoint, uh, endowed, feel free to jump in here, furnish uh, care with the information that we have on Pennsylvania, New Jersey and uh, Michigan. And we'd like to see New Mexico get some sort of the same treatment. In fact, Pennsylvania, they uh, truly overstepped their bounds in terms of making the determination of what's essential and non-essential doubt. Yeah, and I think, you know, again, I I hate to leave it up to, you know, wait for the federal system to grind its gears to get relief for restaurants in New Mexico because they're... They're hurting right now, and they're waiting. That might be the only the only shot. I, I just want to ask you, Carol, about the governor is not up for election for two years, but there are you know it's a majority Democrat legislature uh, people running for reelection. Um, are they maybe in your private conversations with some of these elected officials? Are they you know what what are they telling you? I mean, they're they're looking at an election in a couple of weeks, not in a couple of years. And is any pressure being applied to legislators to try to? Uh, oh, great question. I mean, what, what I mean, they they must be aware of what's going on. They are, and um, I think they feel as um, powerless as everybody else. I mean, you know, we've had two two or three Supreme Court cases now that basically say the governor has unlimited power, and um, and there's really nothing they state can Supreme do. State Supreme Court, I mean, correct? State Supreme yep, Court. Yep. Yep. State Supreme Court. Yes, 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 and. And we've had a couple of federal cases that didn't go our way either. I mean, it, it's it's the luck of the draw on the on the judge. Sure. I loved what that Pennsylvania judge did, and and we're actually we looked at uh, doing a federal court case after that came out, um, and I believe our lawyers are still looking into that, um, moving a little bit slower this time, making sure their arguments are are right. But you know, and and there there is a, a timing issue here. We all we keep expecting that things are going to start getting better. Do we really need to do another lawsuit? And, uh, uh, you know, who knows? Oh, wow. hopefully, uh, can- hopefully we don't. Yeah, we're sort of caught in no man's land at this point. What can we do here in the Kiva and amongst our listeners and out in the community to help you? Go to restaurants, 
you know, assess your risk and and choose somehow to get to a restaurant and support them because they need your support right now. Carol, uh, as always, we appreciate you joining us here in the Kiva. At any point uh, that you have uh, anything uh, else and uh, new news to share, uh, please uh, ring us up because we'd like to keep you on. Thanks, Eddie. All right, Thanks, good Doug. stuff. Yeah, that is. Uh, it just it oh. pains me because you know Carol is uh, this is not a shot at her. It's just you can de- can't you detect? I'm not really good at social cues and paying attention to people because yeah. I have Aspergers. But I know where you can't going. you detect the yeah. pain in that woman's voice and she yeah. doesn't normally speak that way. And what the last six months have been like for her, you know, as a representative of, of the restaurants, but also uh, the restaurants themselves. Eddie, I didn't get a chance to ask her. The tents, you know, you go by these restaurants, you see these monster tents out in the parking lot. Expensive. 4000 I never would have guessed it would be that expensive. Yeah, no, 4000 a month yep. to rent one of those suckers? So <sighs> let's just think uh, here for a moment and go back to your interpretation about how she's feeling. She help, feels, she used the word helpless. Hmm. And, um, you know, the answers to her are obvious. And there's little to nothing that she can actually do. And uh, we're doing all of this to save... Lives? What lives have we actually saved uh, yep. with this? It has not made that uh, type of conclusion, uh, certainly in states like Nebraska, which has more infections than we do. Yep. Uh, I believe uh, Utah has more infections. Uh, Utah has 40,000 infections. Nebraska has uh, 65,000 infections. Uh, the infections are certainly increasing, but we're finding that people, yes, you're going to get the coronavirus, and you have a 99.4% <laughs> chance, uh, chance of not dying from it. And we need to stop this insanity. The comorbidities are what kill you. You get, you, you die with coronavirus. You do not die from coronavirus. Even north of 70, the, the, the CDC numbers say 94.6% survival rate. Let's check on weather and traffic very quickly. Rudy Grande. All right. Thanks, Eddie. Yeah, it's going to be a really, t- the story about whether you had asked when we're getting a cool down. It's going to be next Tuesday before it starts to cool down. And no rain inside until next Thursday. So just really great temperatures. Right now, 84 degrees in Rio Rancho, 85 at El Dorado High School, and 83 at the Rock of Talk. We're here at Raw Greens on San Mateo, just north of Manal. The Organibus. Yeah, so Organibus is going to be our in-house uh, sublingual drops. We also have a variety of flavors, orange, pineapple, watermelon, and unflavored if you're a little bit picky. But these are really uh, great, you know, to take for long-term uses, like a lot of those medical conditions that I was talking about earlier. Um, really easy, you know, just to put in your coffee in the morning if you want to add those to your tea at nighttime. That's really great as well. But very good, you know, just to take in, kind of get in your CBD intake every morning. All right, and if you come in any time through Sunday, 20% off, just say Rock of Talk, and you get 20% off on all the Organibus. With that, we're up to date. Now, let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. It's a great song by Jai Wolf. Indian Summer actually caught it on a, a Netflix uh, uh, video, and i got to tell you, this is one of those songs I get kind of jacked up to. You'll love it, Dowd. Okay. It's a I great guess. song, and it's called... You're my new music consultant. Yeah, you you introduced me to a lot of things. It's called Indian Summer. Okay. Can you uh, say that in America? What? Indian Summer. Why can't you? Can't call people. Think they're going to ban that, too? <laughs> it's First People Summer. <laughs> Ban it all. Ban everything. Just shut it all down at this point. You know, really, I think 
These poor people here. Yeah, humanity's had a good run. Let's just shut everything down. You know, (laughs) we had a good couple thousand years. You know. All right, let's take a listen here for a couple minutes and relax and enjoy the beautiful sunset in New Mexico.